to another episode of the Bowfinger Minute Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1999 Frank Oz-directed comedy Bowfinger. One minute of screen time per episode. Today, we are talking about Minute 51, quite possibly the greatest stunt-driving minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry from the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. And I'm Chris Derkach, also from the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. And I'm Guy Hutchinson, author of Bibbidi Boozity Book and Pointless Nostalgia on YouTube, and I'm excited to be here. And I'm glad you guys had long intros, because that was a lot for me to read all at once. <laughs> <laughs> you had to rest? You had to take a break after that? Is that what yes, I did. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a professional like uh, Bowfinger or, uh, or, you know, not Kit Ramsey here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this minute begins with, uh, with Eddie Murphy looking out into traffic mm-hmm. and ends with him looking out in the traffic but with a slightly different expression on his face. <laughs> Yeah, I have not seen this movie in years, but I really enjoyed it. And when I saw this minute again, it all the memories of the movie came flooding back. This is such a perfect encapsulated moment from this film. Oh, absolutely. It's a it's the perfect breakdown of like their characters of like yeah. Eddie Murphy really gets to shine as the guy who's just like Oh, I you know, I guess this is just how this happens. And Steve yeah. Martin is just in his element as the just the the most weaselly guy ever who's yeah, just like piece of crap yeah, listen really this is. is just the way it is you know this is just how yeah. we do things in hollywood man <laughs> they seem to be driving awful fast oh yes <laughs> they're just standing on a freeway in la there's like you know eight lanes of traffic going yeah. by <laughs> you know the thing they that really always do... yeah. no go ahead they really do seem to be driving much faster than you would even think, too. Like, I don't right. know why it seems to be going so fast. That's what I was going to say. In L.A., that would be backed up, and you could walk across the street at any I'm moment. Sure. I mean, the... It's funny. But, the... Yeah, no, it, it is. Uh, it's, it's visually also kind of alarming, because this movie didn't feel that old to me. I feel like I saw it in the theater not that long ago, but those cars were very old driving by. Yeah. Like every car I was like, well, these cars are rather old. I guess I guess it was 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the scary thing is you're getting closer to, like, you know, you're, you're moving in at well over 20 years at this point. Mm. Mm-hmm. It, it's tough to tell because Eddie Murphy and Steve Martin still look exactly the same. Well, Steve Martin had the smartest thing in Hollywood to go with that white hair at a young age. He never From aged. It's like you saw him yeah. like decades later. You're like, what's, what's going on with this guy? 
<laughs> it it's, be... it's it's a good move though it's the move of starting you know like starting out old it's like you're an old man when you're young and so then when you get older people that people are like wow he still looks young how does he do that and you're like no he still looks old he just happened to look old when he was young he just caught up to himself yeah yeah he looked 55 when he was 30 and then when he was 75 he looked 55 so yeah <laughs> Yeah, and Eddie Murphy's he's another one of those Hollywood vampires who, for some yes. reason, I mean, he looks like he's about probably 15 pounds heavier now, but not even, like, fat. Like, he looks like he's a little more muscular than he used to be. That's it. Mm. Pretty much he looks it's the same. It's so weird. They got him playing, like, the father in, in movies now, and it, it doesn't seem right. He still seems much too young for that, like, for a 30-year-old woman's father. Yeah. But he is, and he really, what does he have in real life? Six, seven kids? I forget. Is that what he has, really? It's a lot. Six or seven kids? Wow. Yeah, because he was on Saturday Night Live and he mentioned it because he said something along the lines of, who knew I would end up being the better father than Bill Cosby? Um, oh, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he's supposed to film a scene where he's going to run across the highway <laughs> to get to the other side. But no fear, gentlemen, these are stunt drivers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They always have the stunt drivers just driving around in circles and coming back up the highway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, it's just um, imagine if like I mean obviously they they're going to shoot this scene to some to you know in some level of reality they're going to shoot the scene. Imagine trying to actually set up a scene like this where you're like, hey, I'm going to have you run across eight lanes of traffic. We're going to run the camera the whole way with no tricks. Like we're not going to close cut or anything. <laughs> like could you imagine in a world back then there's no CGI really, so you're going to do it all practically. The amount of just coordination that would have to be done. Just, I mean, if you've ever seen like a car stunt where they just do hit a guy with a car or something, it's like half a day of, all right, you got to do this and set it up and get the guy yeah. here. And, oh, mm-hmm. like, this would be like putting the Ben Hur chariot race together. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like at this, at this point, in the, this was what, 99? Yes. Yeah, I feel like they had some CJ because we already had like that Star Wars. Um, uh, the Phantom Empire, what was it called? The Phantom, Phantom Menace. Menace. The Phantom <laughs> Menace had already come out at this point. Uh, the Phantom Empire, by the way, it's like a it's a movie from the 30s. It's like a serial. <laughs> um, but the uh, but I feel like there was some CG with these cars. I don't think. Uh, well, I think the shots we're looking at are. But I think when he's running across the street, I, I don't. I don't think they just just let Eddie Murphy do it, or even well, his stunt double. Well, I think they. How you would shoot it in real life is how they're going to end up shooting it, which is yeah. you do close cuts and you do you know forced perspective and all that kinds of stuff. Sure. But we're led to believe that Bowfinger doesn't have access to any of that. Yeah. He's literally no, going to set up a he, camera. Yes, he just to say the character. To go. Yeah, that's that's what we're going to see happen, which is just insane. I mean, it's 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 a murder. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's absolutely what he's telling him. He's telling him to go kill yourself. That's what he's telling him. Yeah. <laughs> and his first reaction to it is just, that seems kind of hard. Yeah, yeah, it sure does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his his reaction is just so great. And Steve Martin's, his his comebacks are just perfect. Like, Steve Martin does it. It's like, it's just the perfect coach. Like, you would listen to this guy. He seems like the type of guy, and I've heard this about other, like, real successful filmmakers in real life, that they have this ability where they can talk you into doing anything. You know, it's like, you're like, well, I'll follow this man to the end of the earth, because he's very convincing. (laughs) Yeah, the next thing you know, the guy's convincing you, like, I know you've never ridden a horse, but I'm sure you can get up on this completely (laughs) untrained animal. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it, it. It's only fourteen hundred pounds. You'll probably be fine. It's a skill. Yeah. <laughs> and 
uh, many other hosts have talked to this point of like they're trying to they're trying to judge. So Steve Martin plays a lot of characters not too dissimilar from this. Yep. Yeah. Of like very, you know, he has tons of charisma, but he is on the wrong side of the ledger. <laughs> and it's it's all a question of compared to his other movies, exactly how how bad is he being in this? And I would say of the ones he usually plays, he's pretty far to the evil side in this one. Oh, like, definitely in this one. Yeah, he is. Fl- I mean, he's not shading through. He is flat out lying to him. He's just yeah, like, he oh, oh yeah, we got about this guy. yeah, we got stunt drivers. <laughs> he's lying. He's stealing. I mean, he there is. This is a guy with no conscience. He just wants to get that movie made, and in his mind, that's that's a justifiable reason for all of this. Oh yeah, and he's not the only one. I mean, there's people all through this movie grifting, and like mm-hmm. a lot of people have their own thing going on. He's got his own thing yeah. going on. Heather Graham has her own thing going on. Uh, even like the. Um, Jamie Kennedy's character, who is the kind of like his inside man, like he's taking stuff from the the film studios for them to use, but it's not <laughs> out of the goodness of his heart or because he loves Bowfinger. It's like he's hoping that he'll be able to progress in his career. Right. Right. Yeah, Jamie, everybody's got ulterior motives in this one, definitely. Oh, yeah. Jamie Kennedy, by the way, uh, told a story after Gary Coleman died that when he was working on this movie, he met Gary Coleman, who was a uh, security guard on the set for, for one sequence or, you know, one location. And uh, he said Gary was, you know, he talked to him for a minute. He was kind of starstruck seeing Gary Coleman. And Gary <laughs> just said, you know, he had bills to pay and it was a job. And he, he said he was kind of nice and, you know, there was nothing. He didn't seem, like, embarrassed or anything about doing it. And it was just that's what he was doing that month. Wow. It, it's funny because half of me is like, that is so crazy. And the other half of me is like, has heard all the stories throughout Hollywood of them being like, yeah, if you're Eddie Murphy or Steve Martin. You know, this is your career. You make very good money doing this. But yep. if you're 99 percent of the other people, like yeah, most yeah. of them have, re- do you remember? Was it the um, was it the guy from the Cosby Show? It was the husband. Somebody got a picture of him working at like I don't know. What oh it was. yeah, it was like, yeah. It was it was like a. Uh, it was like he a was working at a Whole Foods, I believe. Foods. It was um, uh, his his a- the actor's name is is Jeffrey something, and he played uh, I think Lisa, not Lisa Bonet's boyfriend, but he played the Elton. Yeah, it was El- El- Elton. El- Elden, uh, El- I think it was the character's name. Yeah, and he was he was the one that was kind of nerdy and and didn't never never really jived well with with Cliff. Um, just he was kind of always awkward around him. But they made such a big deal out of it, like, oh, my God, look at this guy looking in here. And he basically said the same thing of, like, listen, yeah. you know, acting gigs come and go. Like, say yeah. you're an actor and you get, you know, you get acting work for two weeks, mm-hmm. which could be a pretty decent role in a movie. You could be in several scenes. And you get paid a decent salary for that. Say it's even if it's, like, five or $10,000. Yeah. Say it's even more than that. Like, that's not a yearly salary. <laughs> like, no, that's, that doesn't yeah. support the house for a whole year. No way. And like, there's no, only so many gigs to go around, especially, if, I mean, even if you, and then you have the ultimate, people are like, well, you have to live where the work is. Okay, well, you're going to live in New York and L.A.? Not exactly the easiest places to live in. Right. Not the no, cheapest, definitely yeah. not, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing, I mean, there's plenty of people who are like, yeah, a lot of people, especially ones you see now, you'll see people who are working their quote-unquote day job right up until, oh yeah, if you hit and make tons of money, maybe. Right. But, I mean, how many bands do you see? Bands are the same way. You see they oh, have yeah. one hit. One hit does not sustain you forever. You either have to tour for the rest of your life in clubs or you 
get a real job. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. went over uh, and and did a YouTube video at Bon Jovi's house, which they gave away on MTV. I don't know if you remember this in the in the eighties. His parents were going to sell the house, and MTV bought it, and then did a big giveaway where he Bon Jovi gave the keys to the new owner. Uh, but Bon Jovi lived at home with his parents until the third album came out because he said, you know, just because we were a success didn't mean money was just being thrown at me. You know, it, it takes a while for <laughs> those checks to all come in and you don't know if they're going to keep coming in. So, yeah, it takes a while. Which, it's, uh, is, and the follow up to that story is that's why he still had money later on down the road. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because blow it all. Right. It's the people you saw on MTV Cribs. Who are now like yeah, right. they're yeah. busting tables somewhere because they were like, oh yeah, I'm spending a hundred thousand dollars a month on my entourage because that's you yeah. know I got that coming in every month and you're like yeah but that's not going to stay like that yeah you know yeah, that's for every a, I mean, for every you, Eddie Murphy or Steve Martin how many guys are like yeah they have one role you know or they have a nice long career but you get someone like I, I listen to uh, his podcast occasionally when it's still on is a uh, Stephen Tobolowsky he's he was in um. He's been in every movie. He's the bald guy in every movie you've oh, seen. Oh, sure. Yeah, the movie I always think of with him is Memento. He was the doctor okay. uh, yes. that the wife convinces him to give her yeah. medication over and he's, over. He's Needle Nose Ned in Groundhog mm-hmm. Day, the one that Bill Oh, yeah, yeah, gets punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but he has been in tons of movies, done very well for himself, but he lives in, like, a normal house. You know, oh, yeah. he, he actually does better than most. Like, he, he has made a living out of doing this. But, like, I would say he's about the – he's about your cutoff point. Like if you're below him, like you're probably struggling or have need another income. Yeah, or yeah, or you have to manage your you know your money and and live. You know, I I mean I know a lot of uh, professional wrestlers that uh, they do well, but they also are so thrifty. I mean to the point that you know it's like when they start putting the craft services away, they're putting it all in their pockets because you know they're just they you know they know that you can't you can't necessarily do it forever, and they want to make sure not to go broke. And you know that's a smart way smart. to live, I guess. Yeah. You know, and just yeah, like smart. in just like in music, as there is in acting, as there is in wrestling. I mean, you hear horror stories of people that are like, oh, this person's broken living in their car or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I've and heard I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin talk about they were paying him $35 a match in the beginning, and he was eating raw potatoes. for a yeah. little, That's what he was eating in, in his apartment building. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely know people that have done shows where they paid way more money to, to drive there. than you know, so They're like, I got less than yeah. enough to fill the gas tank one way. <laughs> I, lost, I lost money coming to yeah, this match. I lost money, yeah. but, you know. You do it to get um, your name out, and you hope that it leads to bigger and better things, and yeah. uh, it's, it happens. Gary Coleman, uh, very interesting to know he's connected to this movie. Almost sad that they didn't say, hey, let's give Gary a part in this movie. It's Gary yeah, Coleman. Something, right? Um, but Gary had a, a lot of other problems. I think his parents stole a lot of his money, and he had you know a lot of just issues because of that time period. It was not it, – it's a little better today where they're the, – they're, put enough in that a lot of people if you're on a show that's a hit you know residuals will continue to come and you know it's a little better i think it might be going the other way now just because they're pounding out so much entertainment that i cannot (laughs) imagine that anything that's being made now is going to stick the way things used to stick well that's the other problem you get especially like imagine a movie like bowfinger like this movie in 1999 this movie it's um you know a moderately budgeted film it has major stars in it, but this might be a straight to streaming release today. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh I yeah, everything's so, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, I mean I'm uh, constantly amazed at how many movies big stars have made that I haven't heard of nowadays, and that was never the case. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. and and not like the old days. Like every once in a while, we used to talk about. The, I think Chris and I have talked about this before. Maybe even talked about it with you guys. Like when yeah. you would see a VHS cover. Yep. And it would be like three, like like two middle of the road people, and like and like Mel Gibson in a movie yeah. you've never heard of. You're like, yeah. Well, like this must be a new release, and you look at it from five years ago. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah, no. How, that, how I mean, did I that not hear about the, this? <laughs> yeah, and and it's like you know you'd see those movies, Bruce Willis, uh, you know whoever. You'd see some big top name actor, and you'd say, well, this is probably not very good, or I would have heard of it. If I didn't know of any of the actors, then it, it's a it's a flip of the coin whether it's good or not. But you know, if you get one of those big stars, and that happens, I mean, it used to it it used to be just that you know they'd come in do a paycheck for some low budget film, you know, uh, that threw all their money at them. But now it feels like Netflix every other day. They're, they're putting out some movie with with eighteen big names, and you know you're like, what is yeah. this? What what is this movie? And I'm fooled right. by all the animation. My God, every time my son was like, oh, let's watch some animated film on Netflix, I'd be like, oh my goodness, and look at this all star cast. And then I'd be like, this is just some Russian, you know, animated film that they redubbed in English, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. I'm looking. Oh, you wow. look at the credits. You're like, okay, this is. You get fooled by those. I get fooled by the ones where I'll read the description. I'm like, this sounds very interesting. It's you know, it's got like a season out, maybe, maybe uh-huh. two. Uh-huh. And you turn it on, and it comes on. You're like, this is in Swedish. Yes, all the time. <laughs> this is in another language. I can't watch this. All right. So we've heard there's stunt drivers. So since Guy's here, and I know Chris loves it, I pulled the 10 coolest car stunts in movie history. Oh, uh-huh. right. here we go. Now, I, like I actually it. pulled two separate lists. I pulled the wildest car stunts in film history, and I'll tell you the exact reason why I'm not reading that list. Because when I clicked on it, the first picture that popped up was Vin Diesel. Ah, okay. forget it. So I immediately dropped out of there, <laughs> and I hope the uh, the other one had a picture of like uh, I think it's from Bullet is the picture that it's from. Okay, so I'm hoping they got a slightly better list. But yeah. I don't know if that's. I, it all depends on what they consider a car stunt as opposed to a car chase. Whatever, we'll see mm. what it is. We'll see if there's anything that we care about. All right, oh God Almighty! Of course, why did I do this? <laughs> immediately, I'm upset. Number ten, the Fast <laughs> and the Furious, the train jump. <laughs> like I mean, it's it a, is a stunt. A, is it a stunt it's a if it's stunt. all CGI? Yeah, that's the thing now. True. It's True. yeah, that I I think the Fast and the Furious uh the first one I saw it and there was a stunt where a car slid under a truck and they showed how they did it and they were like, "Well, first we jacked the truck up a billion times higher than any truck has ever been. Then we, <laughs> you know, uh slid the car under and did some, you know, plates and whatever and then we just CG'd the rest of it." And I was like, "All right, so this doesn't mean anything." I mean, like the when you watch those movies, they're kind of fun, but like when they end, it's like amnesia immediately. You have no idea <laughs> what you watched for the last two and a half hours. It's all just, you know, big giant explosions and nothing. Oh, yeah, and God forbid that the action stops for a second and, you know, any of them tries to act. It just hurts. Where it has a Listen, story at all. If, if anybody's listened to Jay and Silent Bob Minute, my, my feelings on the Fast and the Furious are pretty well known. It's, it's, not, <laughs> it's not up there with some of my other, like, I can't really rant against it too much because I have not really seen anything. I saw about 45 minutes of one of them about a month yeah. ago, so that breaks my all-time record. <laughs> but that was like five movies in, so physics is already out the window at that point. 
Yeah, that was one of those ones where they're like diving from car to car and stuff like that. Like cars going in different directions, people right. jumping through the windows. Like you like you like yes. you. Do. <laughs> I mean, that's it. They're like uh, the same thing for me with the Transformers movies and uh, some superhero movies where it's just like it's just so much going on. I I can't tell you which ones I've seen. Like you know, I, I can't remember. By the time the next one comes out, I don't remember what I saw in the last one at all. Because yeah. I'm like that with just, the Transformers. Definitely, all the Transformers movies are like yeah, that. Yeah, they all just. Blame together i mean it's just you know right. so number nine is the italian job the 1969 oh, yeah. one the rooftop rooftop jump okay. oh wow. off that's the cool. fiat factory so like that's what i was hoping for older ones but number eight is baby driver the alleyway drift the alleyway right. drift why can't i speak tonight i do remember I, that i have not um, seen that movie I, there's either. one i'm waiting for and i'll let you know when it comes up <laughs> <laughs> this one's interesting the duke's a hazard Multiple stunts. <laughs> just like, the movie? Yeah. I mean, yeah, every every episode. <laughs> no, but they're talking about the movie, right? Yeah, it's the movie, but uh, like, like the site I'm on, no pictures are coming up because, you know, internet. But yeah. Oh, it just says... That, there are you know, some good stunts in that movie. I watched that one not that long ago. It's it's not bad. It's just tonally wrong. And I mean, I just, I think sometimes you got to make a decision. Are you sticking with your source material or, or are you not? But you can't halfway, which is what they try yeah. to do. Well, yeah, they halfway you, and then made the other half comedy, like full yeah. on comedy. That's yeah, what I like about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you you're gonna pick a, if you're gonna if you're gonna like kind of tease the material, then you have to make the Brady Bunch, right? Right. Where like yeah, you make the Brady Bunch movie, or you make like Mission Impossible. It's one or the other. You either yeah. completely throw, you know, you do your own thing and do something new and different, or you you know you stick to it. Uh, number six is the Man with the Golden Gun, the AMC Hornet Corkscrew Jump. Now I know Chris hasn't seen this because yeah. it's a Bond movie. Yeah. Uh, well, no, but I have I have seen three Bond movies now. Oh, you seen a third one? Did you? What, what did you yeah. watch? Uh, Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Yeah. Yeah. This uh, this jump is is great though. I've, it, I remember the DVDs used to have featurettes on all the stuff, and they have a featurette on how they did that stunt. And boy, it's amazing to watch. I mean, I miss not that I really would watch featurettes anymore because nobody has media anymore, and you don't have an actual DVD. But like those were the ones you wanted to watch. There was two things that you would want to see: featurettes about awesome stunts, or very interesting people on commentaries. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I mean, yeah, for yeah. me, that was like the whole reason to buy a DVD was like I, I was like, well, I'm going to get a week's worth of entertainment out of a movie that, and I might not even watch the movie once I got the DVD, other than with the commentary track. Because if if I was buying it, it was a movie I already knew and loved, you know. And so it was wow. Here I get to experience all this other stuff and. Yeah, feel like I'm a, them, feel like I go to film school for you know for for yeah. for a week yeah. Uh, number five, Smokey and the Bandit, that's, the that's be Trans Am River Jump. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, if you've seen Smokey and the Bandit, you got to know what that jump is. Yep. I but, mean, half half that movie is stunts. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. stunts well, and Burt Reynolds laughing. <laughs> I mean, that's hey. the the director was uh, was a stunt man originally, and uh, right. I'll need him. Yeah, and so he was—he was the king of, of of stunt car car stunts and movies. Uh, number four, John Wick Two: The Factory Chase Scene. All right, I never saw any of the movies. So. No, I haven't seen. He drives those a '69 Mustang through most of the action. I've heard those; stunt, those are really good. I just haven't watched them. A, a stuntman did the sideways leap through in the wet through the factory door. All right. Now this is saying that they actually did it, but like I saw John Wick Two well, like one time and barely remember it. Oh, this one right. I do remember. Casino Royale, 2006. So many flips. It's when they flip over his uh, Aston Martin. All right. Oh, yeah, I do remember that, too. I saw it. I don't recall. It, it, yeah, they, 
he in the movie he turns to avoid something and they flip that Aston Martin. It's got to be like ten flips. It's an amazing <laughs> crash. Like I don't. I mean, it's a stunt, I guess. Uh, number two, gone in sixty seconds. Don't get upset. It's the nineteen seventy four one. Okay. The freeway Mustang jump. I honestly didn't know there was a nineteen seventy four going in sixty. Yeah, isn't it Ron Howard? Didn't Ron Howard direct it? <laughs> really? I don't think so. I th- no, am I totally no. off? Didn't Ron, I think Ron Howard? I'll look it up, but I think Ron Howard directed a uh, movie like that. If not, that I one. think he directed one of the Corman movies that sounded like that. I don't think it's that though. All right. Well, I'm looking. You go ahead. I'll, yeah. I'll try. All right. Oh God, number one, just a kick right to the teeth. Fast Five, Vault Carnage. <laughs> Wait, so Blues Brothers isn't on this? No. Oh, come uh, that's on. what yeah, I was thinking of. We're going to the other list. I'm that's, not even going to read it. I'm just going to go through it and see if Blues Brothers is on it. Oh, yeah, that was the, other the only list. one I was waiting for. I told you guys oh. I was waiting for one movie, Damn and it. I was like. Guys, the, the other list was the good list. White Lightning, The 7-Ups, Gone in 60 Seconds is on there again. McHugh, night, these are all 70s movies. The Man with the Golden McHugh. Gun. <laughs> you picked the wrong one. You picked the yeah, wrong Gator. one. Gator. Gator. Smokey that's and the Burt Bandit, Reynolds. of course. Yeah, that's another Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Hooper. Movie. Another Burt Reynolds. Movie. Hooper. Another Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Blues Brothers. Yeah, I picked the wrong list. The yeah. Cannonball Run. All because you saw a picture of Vin Diesel. You didn't like it. I know you probably got a problem with Vin Diesel, but you got to look into this stuff. <laughs> uh, License to Kill, which Chris hasn't seen because it's the Bond movie. Uh, Terminator 2, when he rescues the kid off the bike. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thunderbolt from 1995. I know. Oh, the original Fast and the Furious. Okay, I'll give a pass on that one because they were still doing actual stunts back then. Casino Royale, the same thing. The flip. Uh, the John Wick's one's on here again, too. So. Ah. All right, so we found out two things, that there was a lot of uh, car stunts, and I don't know how to pick lists to read. Yeah, you picked the wrong list. Well, you know. All right. I will. Uh, let so me apparently, clar- in this scene, I would, let me fix I would be Eddie list. Murphy. No, go on. What'd you say? <laughs> no, go ahead. All right. Uh so Ron Howard was in Grand Theft Auto in 1977. Not uh, so that was the one I was thinking. And I'm pretty which sure is, that's a Corman film. Yeah, and which is literally the same plot as Gone in 60 Seconds. But <laughs> of course, it's it's the Roger Corman move of like, oh, they came out with Gone in 60 Seconds. I'll make Grand Theft Auto for five hundred dollars in eight days. <laughs> I won't pay anybody. Hey, you're learning. <laughs> that's it. Yes. <laughs> Someday, think, if you become a famous director, you'll get to thank me. Hey, Corman is a very good parallel to Steve uh, Martin's character in this movie. Oh, yes. Although I would say he's a little bit less. The difference between him and Bowfinger is he actually gets it done. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. he takes that, he takes that, tooth, like the $2,000 that Bowfinger has, he could have made three movies off of that. Right. <laughs> I think he, he made Little Shop at Horrors in three days, I think. Wow. Really? Wow. I believe the story – now, stop me if I'm wrong. You can drop into the, the group if you want to and correct me. I believe the story behind that is they shot another movie. So he still had the cast for three more days, and I think it was 1959 going into 1960. So if he could film a movie and get it done in three days, nobody would receive residuals on it because I don't think they'd done it yet. Wow. So he wow. filmed the movie in three days, locked it, boom, we're done. That's Nicholson, right? Yeah. and, and Well, Nicholson's got a small wow. role in it. He, I think he's the okay. – um, he might be the patient that goes to the dentist, uh, but he's only in it for like a scene or two. Um, so based off of him just doing that, saying, hey, I got this this studio for three more days, <laughs> he just shoots a whole different movie <laughs> off of it. Based wow. on that, you get the the musical, the 1986 film, and the redo of the musical, all that stuff based on one guy being like, I could squeeze a movie in here. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> crazy. Wow. I forgot there was a redo. There was a redo, wasn't there? <clears throat> of the movie. Done, um, well, they did the no. They didn't redo the movie. They but they did the, the musical. They've done at least twice. 
Oh, you're, you're right. You're right. All right. This is, despite what I want it to be, this is not the little shop of horror minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Although, Why not? we do have someone who has that look on their face, which is now Eddie Murphy on the other. My first question is, how did he get over there? He's on the other side of the to highway start. now. Yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it's just good filmmaking. We don't see that because somebody probably drove him around to the other side. Yes. <laughs> and then it's like, all right, so like we don't need to see that in our 100-minute movie here. So it's like that's Steve Martin just being like, all right, well, I don't need to see. Who cares how he got over there? You know, Right. Watching him get over there is not funny. Watching him terrified on the other side of the road for he's over all there. All by himself. And, he starts over there in about 40, 42 seconds. So the last 20 seconds of our minute that we have mm-hmm. is just cuts from him being terrified over to Steve Martin and the crew going, action, come on. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> and he, he's so torn because you see he really wants to be a team player. Right. He really wants to go. But he really doesn't want to cross eight lanes of traffic. <laughs> right. Yeah, but what's he worried about? They're stunt drivers. He shouldn't be worried. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let me. Let me. Okay. So, you, people go on planes, right? They technically they know it's safe, and they're afraid to go on them. People know roller coasters <laughs> are basically safe, and they're afraid to go on them. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like where he's standing too. There's like two big giant weeds blowing back and forth right next to him on either side of him. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's intentional <laughs> though. You know, uh, the same kind of thing. And you've seen this uh, in Dogma. Whenever they have like an air conditioner vent, they'll tie strings to it in the movie so you can see yeah. that it's actually moving. And this is that's to give us the visual of how fast those cars. And, car- and those, <laughs> there's probably fans that are blowing those or there's somebody <laughs> wiggling them off screen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that's a brilliant. It's just great setup because you don't forget for a second the sound and the visual of that. You know, just sells the whole thing. Yeah, uh, and the Foley, the Foley guy is making his money this minute too mm-hmm. with the sound. Well, <laughs> 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 cars go by. It sounds like you're like you're at the Indy 500. They're going by. There's, there's, it yeah. feels much faster just listening to the sound and watching them go by. Yeah. It definitely feels fast. It's like, oh my god, he's going to get killed. Yeah, it sounds like you're. I mean, I can from my house sometimes. I can hear the turnpike. It sounds like that, except instead of being like a mile away, you're uh, two feet away from it. <laughs> right. Yeah. If I mean, this is the truth, though. Like, if you've ever been like most people have been alongside roads, not highways, not yeah. not roads. That if you've ever yeah. been alongside of an actual two, three, four lane highway, oh, yeah. it, it can be intimidating. A car driving thirty pull over, it's scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah a car going thirty five near you is scary. I mean, it's, yes. you know, yeah. Like I had my car. I had my tire pop one time on 295, which is a road like this. And I pulled over, and it was an interior tire. And I was just like, yeah, I'm calling that in. Oh, yeah, you're not changing <laughs> that. There's no, zero I'm chance that. I'm getting out. And and, <laughs> oh, no. and and when I told people about that, they're like, what, you don't know how to change a tire? I'm like, well, I do know how to change a tire. I also know how not to get hit at 80 miles an hour on the side <laughs> I, of the road. I don't know how to dodge bullets coming at me. That's what I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that that's the thing. I, I I remember when I was when I started driving, my dad was like, here's how you change the tire, except for if you're on you know, like the highway and it's good. Then just ruin the rim and I'll buy a new rim. I don't, want yeah. you, I don't need you to die. Just get to an exit. Yeah, I did that, and I've done that once before too. Where that I actually blew a tire one time, but like it almost blew right off the thing. Yeah, and I rode on the rim because it was like one in the morning. I rode on the rim till I got to the the exit because it's like <laughs> it's one in the morning smart, somewhere outside smart. Washington D.C. I'm like, I'm not stopping out. <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, no. yeah, no. There, I mean, that happens, you know. And I mean, that happened to uh, Michael Jordan's father. I think was murdered that way. I know Bill yeah, Cosby's was. son was murdered that way. That's uh, it happens. Yeah, that, that was. 
I was changing it faster than the dad in uh, Christmas Story that night. <laughs> I could have put him to shame. I looked like I was, in the, you know, a pit crew. I was like, <laughs> like, yeah, they're wrong. We're, we can go now. All right. Now, so we get to the end here. He doesn't quite go. So you're gonna have to wait for tomorrow to find out if he actually tries to cross the street. Does anybody have anything else for this minute? No, I think we summed it up. I just, I love Steve Martin's shirt. That's the other thing I would say. Is <laughs> and there's Martin's... two pairs of glasses hanging around yes. his neck for some reason. Well, you he's a director, for... baby. He's a director. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta have. There's, there's a lot of steps of vision, and so you know, there's, a, you gotta get it all right. So you know. All right, so uh, guy, why don't you tell us where the, they could find some of your media? All right. Well, I'm on everything as Guy Hutchinson. Uh, YouTube, you can find me, uh, Pointless Nostalgia with Guy Hutchinson. I release a new video every day at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so come see it. And thanks for having me on, guys. This was awesome. Take I guess you want me to do ours, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be nice. It would be nice if you plugged our podcast. <laughs> I mean, I, I like did it perfectly, and I was like, thanks for having me on. And then there was silence, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I like for Jeff to tell me to do it. That's why I like. I like to wait <laughs> for my uh, direction. Uh, we are the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. We're on DuelingGenre.com. Uh, go check it out. We're, we did Clerks. We did Mallrats. We did Chasing Amy. We're, on our, we're working our way through Dogma as we speak, so. So we're, we're gonna give we're gonna give guys outro an A, and you're gonna get a solid D plus there for yours. Uh, I'm, I'm, I do it every day. I'm sick of it. If if you were Eddie Murphy, you would have just stumbled into traffic. That's right. That's what that's what happened. Right. Ouch! Ouch! All right. So I was I was the director on the side going, come on, come on, <laughs> you can do it. All right, so if you're listening to this and somehow have made it to the end of it, you can listen to the Bowfinger Minute podcast over at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, over at bowfingerminute.com. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts or you know, whatever one you're using. Um, if you want, you can go to Welcome the Mindhead, the Bowfinger Minute Listener Center on Facebook. Go in there and tell us about your favorite, uh, you know, driving stunts, how great Fast and Furious is, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, make fun of the, <laughs> the hell I haven't seen those movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, and remember, guys, keep it together, keep it together, keep it together. Keep it together, children. I hope that we'll see you again. Because there's always one more Show. One more show.